Hi, I'm Mary Stack. I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, born and raised Brindle Bayon, who owns the local yarn store, Knitwit Haven. She just wants to spread the love of knitting and solve crime with her friends. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, our blue-haired cool grandma. She's a music lover, a former groupie, and she is the town menace. I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger, a retired costume designer with as much sass as she has exes. You can recognize her from a mile away by her sequined blazers, big cat eyeglasses, and very projecting voice. Welcome to Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast. My name is Jonah Knight. This is part six of The Harbor of Murder, the thrilling finale. It is a perfect time to rate, review, and share a link. You can't tell me that you don't know somebody who wants to listen to this show. Let them know that it exists, please. Brindlewood Bay was written by Jason Cordova and is based on the Powered by the Apocalypse game engine. Brindlewood Bay is available on DriveThruRPG. Follow the link in the show notes for more information. Okay? Here we go. Let's solve a murder. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. We're so close. First, I gotta, <laughs> Are we? I got to <laughs> Hey, we could call this thing whenever we wanted. <laughs> yeah, guys, we'll just we'll come, come and hang on the boat with me. I'll That's come gonna work get fine. you somehow, and then okay, I think okay. we're going to dinner, and then I yeah, think and then we mystery. solve a murder. You haven't really had a chance to talk yet. As you drive away from Theo's house, what song plays? Something nautical themed. No. <laughs> we no. Live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> I'm just staring out the window with yellow submarine playing in the background, just. Because I was going to put in the text thread what like you do, like even though it's all of us in it, I I'm coming to get you, Bertie. By the way, I got his phone number for you because the whole thing has been Bertie likes you. <laughs> she actually goes in and she plays um, "It's My Party," and I'll cry if I want to. She's um, mad yeah. anyways. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's like stupid mad it doesn't make sense she's like i saw him touch your shoulder (laughs) it's not it's not her it's not anything that georgie's doing except existing (laughs) yeah when you play it's it's my party i'll cry if i want to i um i just uh turn the the dial just a few tracks uh, uh, on the same out al- on the same Leslie Gore album, do sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. <laughs> I smack her hand away and I put it back on. I, listen to I it on look repeat. at her innocently, like. <laughs> so you're you're driving for a little bit. You're arguing or trying to show dominance over the music. Yep. It's very <laughs> passive aggressive, but this is how we roll. And I'm what aggressive. is the what is the conversation as you're as you're on your way out? I found a hula hoop. (laughs) I think it's a clue. (laughs) Probably goes with that map and that key somehow. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a clue la hoop. 
<laughs> okay, right. okay, back I'm into my I'm glad that I almost voice. died and you are making jokes about hula hoops. T- did you almost die? It was a close call. I thought you were just lost at sea. I mean, the boat didn't drift that far away. I could have died. I could have. We were able to get you You back took your sweet somehow. time getting to me. Well, we had to get some clues. We found all sorts of stuff. We're on our way to meet your brother, right? For some final clue he's going to give to us. Um, Did we want to invite Caliban to whatever that's going to be or for drinks after? I did sort of tell him that I would tell him where we were going to be. (laughs) She like crumples under... Birdie's glare a little bit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Where do you want him to be, Georgie? Well, do you want him to help break up whatever the awkwardness of dinner will be? Or did you want him to meet for drinks at the Siren? I don't actually recall what we told him. I also don't recall what we told him. You know, let's, it's been a long him, day. Let's say we'll meet him for drinks at the Siren after, after dinner. Because uh, I, I don't... It would be weird to... I feel like here's Bring a day brother. to talk <laughs> yeah. about crime. <laughs> My brother is awful, and we just want to get this out of the way real quick, and we don't need Caliban involved in that. So I'll message him and tell him what time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so whatever, whatever time we're meeting my brother, we'll schedule Caliban, Caliban's thing, like... 45 minutes after <laughs> just just so we're like oh so, sorry philip we've got we have plans. another application quick dinner yeah just really quick just get appetizers. really quick real the quickest dinner i just and then we're out it's all all business we don't need to talk philip we don't need to talk so i drive us to wherever we played was it the same restaurant we went yeah, to I think, yeah. I think it's the gluten-free italian it place is. <laughs> god Anyways, Georgie sends a message to Caliban and then she tags in Bertie and Renette so she just doesn't have to deal with the big mood anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know why you did that because I'm driving. It's not like I can text him right now. No, but you can at the restaurant. Fine. So a uh, quick disclaimer about my brother. I know I've already talked about him. He is the worst. You've said that a couple times. Imagine if a pair of khakis, just the worst fitting khakis, and the kind that's just like, it's not the right color. It's not a flattering color of khakis. Imagine if that was a person. Like the off-brand khakis? Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Just You know, they're like a a slightly darker color? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they've been washed a lot, so they've started Uh to pill, and you're like, this material isn't supposed to pill. Right, and it's like khakis that don't even have pockets, so like, what what even is their use? Mm -hmm. There's no no purpose, yeah. So that's my brother. We pull into the restaurant. (laughs) As the three of you walk into the restaurant, you can tell who it is. He kind of has a sort of a resemblance to Renette, though he's, he's sort of taller. He's got kind of a thin gray mustache. He keeps his hair very short, and if he didn't, it would be very apparent that he was bald. And he looks like he's ordered for all of you because the table is filled with food, lots of different plates. And as the three of you walk in, he smiles really big and holds his arms open for a hug. He's like, Ron, Ron, 
Come on, come on, come on in, come on in. I I sigh so much and just let it happen. Okay. (laughs) Very reluctantly. I'm going to ask you to uh, roll for a contested action here because instead of a hug, he goes to put you in a headlock and rub the top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I really want this to not happen. Uh, That's a that's a seven. He got a six. (laughs) How do you deflect it? Honestly, I I just see it coming. I just put my hand out and say, no. Oh, you love this. No. You love it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Pippi? Come on. This is amazing. I love it. I said no. Ah, you're no fun. (laughs) That was my favorite. Remember, I used to do that to you all the time. That was great. I just give him a blank, cold stare. (laughs) And I sigh like... So is the food good around here or what? I ordered a bunch of it. I figured you guys I, would want to eat a lot. So I, I uh, can see that. Uh, thanks. Uh, good Good thing you ordered ahead of time because uh, we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, what are we doing after? Uh, you know, we're solving murders and stuff. Important uh, for the city. Sounds fun. I'm in. All right, what do you guys want? You want no, this thing here? Three, I think this is, uh, this is the veal. I think, I don't know what that is. That's some kind of bread. I don't know what it was a sauce or something. Who wants what? So did you uh, track down the the dangerous man I warned you about? Yeah, yeah. We can do all that after we eat. What are you going to eat, huh? You can eat a lot. You hungry? I bet you're hungry. Come on. Flippy, this is serious. Mm-hmm. We'll talk while we eat. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, okay. Because honestly, this fettuccine Alfredo looks amazing. Oh. So he has brought a clue with him. Ask him a question. What is it that you would like to know from him? What did you find out about uh, the Mr. Clegg? He's got uh, pockets on his shirt with little buttons on them, and he unbuttons one of them, takes out a uh, piece of folded paper. He's like, all right, Clegg, Clegg, Clegg. Right, right, right. All right. Me and the boys, we ran some uh, some reports on this Clegg, and uh, all that we could find, really, because uh, we didn't find uh, anybody who lives around here named Clegg. But we did get a hit uh, from uh, from this Canadian fella crossing the border whose name was Clegg. Maybe that's who you're looking for, you think? And he looks Could up. Could be. Could be. Yeah, I guess he's been on the on the radar of the Mounties for a while. I uh, come across the border hauling strange stuff every now and then. So uh, I talked to some of the guys over there. Uh, in fact, they, uh, I called in a favor this last year. They'd been tapping his phone and it looks like he's made a couple of trips out here to your neck of the woods here to the Brindlewood Bay. The interesting thing was in one of those calls there, the, I guess the, the one that they caught him uh, making yesterday, last night, uh, they didn't hear anybody on the other end. All he said was she's on her way. And then I guess they said that they heard something that sounded like um, rattling or like an ice machine. Like, uh, you know, those, you know, those dispensers, like you go into Burger King and you put your cup under the thing and the ice falls in the cup. You guys ever been to Burger King? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. So it's, I guess they said it sounded like that, that like there was some kind of like a rattling or something was falling into like a cup or something. I didn't ask if it was like a like a, one of them uh, paper cups or if it was one of them like plastic cups or something. I don't know if they knew it and they just didn't tell me. I didn't think to ask. I hope that's not a, 
an issue for you. She's on her way, and then some kind of rattling or something. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that was the phone call that he made last night. Okay, interesting. All right, any information as to where he could be now? Uh, He hasn't crossed the border yet, Uh, so they think he's still... Well, I guess he could be anywhere, right? (laughs) He could be anywhere. I don't know. Maybe he's that guy. Is he that guy? He points to somebody having uh, dinner with his wife across the restaurant. He's not that guy. Uh, He could have been that guy. That's all right. That is not. (laughs) Yeah, but he could have been. That's Greg. (laughs) Hey, Greg. (sighs) I just full on facepalm. I thought you were going to say face plant into the pasta. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I, I came very close to doing that. So what are we going to do? We're going to go catch this guy? That's what you uh, females are up to? Ugh. Unfortunately, it's um, sort of confidential. So um, your assistance has been greatly appreciated, but we will take it from here. Yes, thank you for uh, lending your time as a consultant on this case. We will continue in our good work. We'll let you know if we need anything else. Well, if you guys are going to be getting yourself into danger or something, look, I got my gun. I'll just come along, and uh, if you're going to try to, like, uh, get this Clegg guy... No, 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 no. If there's one thing I know about this town... Adding a gun into the situation is the bad idea. That's why you need to have a gun. Everything. It just escalates no. the situation. If, no. if there's a gun, what? then did you, you not need to have a gun. Did you not listen to me? I did. So they have a gun. So you need a gun. I got it's a like gun. A, it's like we're talking to Fern all over again. It, does. it, it really is. Like, I don't know what Honestly, that is. Honestly, introduce them. Like it, you, you go around talking to Ferns? She's a woman. Oh, yeah? Your plant's a woman? I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> you hear me whisper, take me with you. <laughs> no, she's straight up like she goes like she's going to go to the bathroom, the bathroom and, then turns and then just the leaves the restaurant. Yeah. She's, and then she texts and she's like, I'm in the car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so oh, shame we have to go so soon. Bye. So um, you get the sense that in order for you to shake him, you're going to have to beat him in a roll, probably the night move. You might be a numbskull like you've always been, but you're my sister and I got to protect you. So if you're going to go get in danger, I'm coming too. Pippo? Yeah? Pippo, you, you, don't, you don't need to get involved. My friends and I can handle ourselves perfectly well. We're not helpless little girls. We're not, we're not damsels in distress. Brother, you're sexist. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to say it. You, you've got the, it's, it's one of the things that is just, it's really bugs me. And it's, it's really clear that there are some, some very uh, toxic ideas planted in your head that it's, 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 it's not too late to unlearn. It's not too late to unlearn them. So I should, I shouldn't want to protect my sister. That's sexist. The sexist wanting to protect your sister. You seem very over, you seem very um, defensive. But yeah, if you're going to be a numbskull and go around getting yourself in trouble, then you're going to need someone in there to protect you. I can protect myself. What is the worst thing that can happen if he doesn't go away? That he doesn't go away. That he doesn't go away. (laughs) 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 Basically, um, uh, if he doesn't go away, um, 
gets involved in the case and makes things worse. Maybe if, like, he gets hurt or uh, arrested or something, and then we have to continue dealing with him in order to resolve the situation. Give me a roll. Oh, please. Okay, that's an eight. You don't think I need to be with you? That's fine, that's fine. I'm just going to walk you to the car, say goodbye, say goodbye to your friend who uh, didn't think I saw her climbing out the bathroom window, but I saw her. I guess you're a grown woman. You don't need I'm, your brother taking care I'm, of you. I'm I'm five years older than you. Yeah. All right. I guess you're. I guess you could take care of yourself. That's fine. Do Do you need help? Is that what you're asking? Do you need me to take care of you? No. It, you call just... me once every ten years. So uh, I'm just supposed to say hello, thanks for dinner, and then go again. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is savage. <laughs> fine, fine. So he does walk you, and Georgie, you're still there. I'm quietly following behind because I've never had an altercation with one of my siblings. <laughs> so he happily walks you to the car, gives you an actual hug. Yep. Love ya. Don't let it be 10 years again. I'll see what I can do. Take care of yourself. And he goes. <sighs> I am so sorry about him. I wait to drive until he like gets in the car and drives away. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm worried he's gonna follow us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That 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 would be a that that's a pippo move to just follow us. So, is that how your whole relationship always has been? It's exhausting. I know he's just a, he's just. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. He's just he's just like that. I admire you greatly for standing your ground and handling the situation. I could not. Oh, my God. Thank you. Family stuff is just really hard. It really is. <sighs> he does walk down the street uh, back to the harbor because he had to take a boat to get here. So that's probably where it's tied up. Do we still have time before drinks to uh, put the case together? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think we should. And then yeah. I don't know, that drink might be celebratory. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was hoping for. Better be after this day we've had. <laughs> I what know. A day. Oh Who are our top suspects and how do our clues link to them? All right, Theo Scarlet Clegg. Um, also things that are not out of the question include how any of them in combination may have worked together. Yeah. Because so did Theo seem call. pretty distraught? Yeah, we can talk about that. Theo was pretty, uh, pretty messed up. Beer and cigarettes everywhere, a full-on mess. And it could just be that he's mourning in a, in a expected way. He could also maybe feel some guilt. I don't know. We haven't fully discussed this yet. Right. But there was an earring in his on his uh on the table by the the couch and uh, i think it may have been i think it's the same kind of earring that carol was wearing in that photo from her day planner and there is the fact her boat was tied up on his that's a big that's a big thing yeah so if we're going with the the old age old adage the husband did it <laughs> Mm -hmm. X or not. It's always the it's always the spouse. 
um, you know, his motivation could have even been driven by the fact that his current girlfriend was upset. You know, as he said, he has to talk to Carol about things. Maybe he thought if she wasn't around, he wouldn't have to talk to her about things anymore, thereby upsetting Scarlett. Yeah, that sounds like his kind of logic. If she's gone, I don't have to think about it. So that's potential motive. (laughs) So let's go through our clues. Laser pointer. There was this whole like contraption back in the in the behind his yard for like dog stuff. So I feel like the tennis ball and possibly the laser pointer could lead to either Theo or Scarlet. If there's like a dog run, then that's I mean that that suggests that a dog, potentially Ruby's dog. Ruby is the dog. He said Ruby's dog. Okay. Scarlet. <laughs> Ruby's her own dog. Sorry. You know what? Ruby is, is herself. Ruby is a strong, independent cocker spaniel. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, yes. And if we're putting it together in an order of how things could have happened, both Theo and Scarlet were at the siren stands to reason that either one of them may have had a laser pointer in their pocket it could have fallen out during whatever the the fight was um that could be a link to them oh the clay on clegg's boots there's not much of it on the island was that a clay a mud that we found in theo's yard uh no, no. i think it was just uh i don't know uh, birdie did you see any particular clay i don't remember no, it was mostly just wet ah. and gross. I think we can just assume that the clay is from, you know, Canada or wherever wherever Clay mm-hmm. has been doing his doing his shifty business. Okay, okay. I'm wondering if if his suspiciousness is not tied to Carol's death. I'm wondering if it's something elsewhere. Your brother was saying everything about going back and forth and how people have had their eye on him, possibly, you know, smuggling something or... So I was just thinking was... about this, the part of the phone call that was, she's on her way. Yeah, I was going to say that could be referring to Carol. Um, he did have the, the tour scheduled with her. He could have been uh, trying to get her to assist with the smuggling or something. And that was, you know, a message to his superiors or something that could be involved in the altercation at the at the concert. Because we don't know who he was talking to when he said she's on her way. And if we're talking about Clegg now in terms of was he trying to get Carol to help with the smuggling business, it could have been that maybe they wanted to scare her into helping and that ended up in some kind of altercation at the harbor. You know, there's an ice machine at the Siren, mm-hmm. and the call was last night. He so could have been could've calling from call the Siren. From the Siren to let somebody at a second location know that Carol was on the move. Yeah. And yeah. the laser pointer could have just been dropped during the bar fight. Mm-hmm. The ball could have just ended up in Carol's purse in a similar manner. Mm-hmm. When there's flailing about, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, balls flying everywhere. Everywhere, I tell you, everywhere. Oh, you know how, how those dog owners are. Yep. 
It is interesting, though, that we don't know exactly how Pickles came across the bag. I know for certain that that boy was not at a bar. Mm -hmm. So she must have left after there to be on her way to a secondary location. Uh, She could have dropped it if there were some sort of other altercation at the harbor, for instance, where she might have fallen into the water. He could have, she could have dropped the bag there. Pickles could have found it. Any of his routes just, you know, hanging out in the neighborhood. Yeah, I did run into him with the bag near the harbor. So uh, Clegg sent Carol to the harbor. Uh, Something happened there. It might not have been Clegg. It might, she might not have even gone, uh, gotten to the, the meeting she was supposed to have. She could have been interrupted. Maybe Theo followed her, took the opportunity. Maybe there was an altercation uh, because he found out about her shady dealings and got upset for some reason because he feels a sense of ownership over over his ex-wife and what she does, and that's not good. So I feel like that's one good possible theory for how she ended up at the harbor and mm-hmm. why Theo would have been there. Yeah. If we want to pull any other threads, there's Scarlet works at the fish market or whatever, so there could be a scenario where Scarlet had gone to work if Carol had some early morning meeting at the harbor and met her there. There was some kind of fight. And then because the earring was at Theo's house, there's another possibility that... If they all left and Clegg was still at the siren, he could have told Theo that Carol was on her way to his house and something happened there because her boat was there and her earring was there. So it's just, what do we think? Where do we think these artifacts would have ended up there and how, I think, would lead us to how a murder or at least where it occurred? Yeah, I'm thinking if it was Theo, maybe... At the harbor, he killed her. Um, her boat was right there. He needed a boat so we could go and dump her body uh, further into the into the middle of the, the the harbor, rather than you know, wouldn't want it to wash up immediately, and then dro- just took the boat home. Clegg was trying to set up a meeting between Carol and one of his people to help further his smuggling business Mm -hmm. the meeting would have been at the harbor he made the phone call to tell whoever was supposed to meet her that she was on her way Mm -hmm. theo saw followed her a struggle ensued carol dropped her purse that now contains a tennis ball from the bar fight (laughs) at which there was also a lost laser pointer yep purses dropped on the harbor struggle Carol, we don't actually know how she died. We didn't go to the morgue, I don't think, or do any kind of research in that matter. We just know she is dead. Perhaps she was drowned. Perhaps she was struck. But now Theo takes the boat to drop Carol's body, brings the boat home, comes home and realizes her earring is still on his person. In distress, he just drops it on his coffee table. Unable to reconcile what has happened, drinks himself into a stupor, whereupon we arrive and find a hula hoop. (laughs) Yes. All of that 100%. In particular, the way you said hula hoop is spot on. Well, I mean, I don't see any flaws in that. 
Not There's no a way they could one. be wrong. It's airtight. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions. I think yeah. you got it. Okay. Okay, who's rolling? You have a theory. You have had an open and freewheeling discussion about the solution to the mystery based on the clues that you have uncovered. You've reached a consensus. So roll plus the number of clues found minus the number of suspects. Okay, so let's see. We've got clues. We've got laser pointer, day planner, clay on boots, perfume smell, tennis ball, earring, ice machine. That's seven. Mm-hmm. And then three suspects. So All plus right. four. I'm not rolling. I will just roll for the... Okay. I will just roll. Okay. 2D6 plus you for the four. Yep, thank right? you. Well, that is a 10, so I'm glad we had a plus four. Yay! <laughs> for I rolled two threes. <laughs> oh, it's a, so it's a 10 with the four. 10, the, yeah. the ten the, total? Okay. With the four, yeah. it's a 10. Well, that's done. We solved it. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> we left no stone unturned. Yeah, you feel pretty confident about this. Everything seems to make sense. And you all get a text at the same time from Caliban saying, I'm here. Where are you? We just text back on our way. OTW and a bunch of emojis. And we'll call Fern and leave her a long message. Yep. The the message is literally just what, what you said all the way to the hula hoop. <laughs> And then you go see Caliban? Yeah. I mean, our, our work here is done. I mean, I guess we can try, try and, like, catch the killer. I think that we'll find that Deputy Fern will find him drunk at his house. Yeah. We'll Distraught. Just, yeah. Just let her know. Keep the gun holstered. You're I think we not were told to not it. get involved. Like, I think if we show up at his house, we'll be considered interfering. Yeah. We're supposed to keep a distance. So we did the work. We do have the purse. <laughs> the tennis ball and i think we still have the laser pointer the day planner yeah no we didn't mention the day planner at all no. in any of this so the day planners we i think we were gonna leave the purse well we're gonna leave the it at the siren like in a hidden space so it's like oh she must have left it there <laughs> yeah this is all just conjecture about the laser pointer and the oh. tennis ball oh, all right yeah. Let's let's walk through this. What are you doing with all of these all these clues and all this evidence that you've been keeping in the back of the car? Huh? We could put it in one of the cardboard boxes I have of the many records that I store in the back of my car and we can drop it off to Fern with a note. Yes, but not say that it's us. An anonymous tip. Few anonymous tips all at once. Yep. That's not yeah. going to be suspicious at all. Yeah, the police station is on the way to the siren. Let's go. Okay. This is a great idea. Oh, we'll You're just put everything in a box. We're not calling Deputy Fern. Yeah. We're just putting everything in a box with a note that's like, go this to the house. Happened. All will become clear. Yeah. Keep oh, your gun holding. We could. So, okay. This is what <laughs> we're going to do. We're going to put it all in a box and leave it in front of the police station as um, surreptitiously as we can. And then after we've driven away, we'll call Fern and say, hey, we just drove past. We saw that there was a box in front of the station. You should probably check that out, Fern, and then hang up. That that sounds airtight. 
airtight. <laughs> We're good at this. Who's going to carry the box up to the front of the police station? Not me. I've got a bad back. I and think our girl with the vitality. Yeah, our vitality girl. Oh, me. Oh, great. Um, well, you know, I was thinking I am driving the car. So, Georgie. Okay, fine. Georgie. Just getting boys' phone numbers for you. Just solving mysteries. And now go ahead and get caught on security camera dropping off this box. I love you. I love you, too. So you've got this box filled with all kinds of incriminating evidence. And a nice handwritten note that uh, ties it all together. Yeah. So you get out of the car. You get out of Ringo. The path is well lit, though it doesn't look like there's anyone actually in the police station. At little after six on a weeknight, you walk up to the door. And as you sort of stoop to put the box down, you hear a voice. So you, uh, you think you solved it? I turn around to face whoever is speaking. This is Mr. Clegg, who is just out of the, the light. He's very much in the shadows. You and your friends are uh, very determined. I'd say we are. She tries to to puts, tries to turn her phone on record. <laughs> mm-hmm. Georgie loves her phone. I'm yeah. filming from behind the front. Yeah, I think that inside the car, both of you see okay. that Georgie has stopped and is talking to someone that you can now see in the shadows, but you can't see who it is. This is also the time when, Ronette, you get a text from your brother. Uh, the text says, be careful left my gun in your purse because you rolled a seven, which is a complication. And now you have a gun. How does that even? <laughs> it's okay. about how like a tennis ball ends up in somebody's purse. Yeah, and was- <laughs> Just like that. He hugged you for real. <laughs> and, and a real hug means. Now you have a gun. Him a gun. Yeah. You, you get a purse gun. Purse gun. Mm-hmm. Unexpected purse gun. Okay. That's, that's great. Okay. I so I, I think if, if you say that out loud or if you mention it, I think the birdie will be like, Ronnie, call Fern and give me the gun. Oh, I'm not using this. So don't worry. I'm I'm just. I know. Wait, are you? I know. No. I'm just going to use the gun? threaten a little. No. 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 Just just in case. I'm not letting you use this. No, it's not going to be used. It's just I'm. If you hold it, then it looks like you're going to, you know, threaten to, just in case. I'm just going to go ahead and call Fern and look away. I don't condone this. I don't want anything to happen. Okay. I call Fern. (laughs) Georgie. So Mr. Clegg is not moving. So what did you think you found? It's funny that you think I would just volunteer that to a complete stranger. He smiles and he nods. You have my map, don't you? What map? Mm-hmm. And the hula hoop? You're talking a lot of crazy nonsense and haven't given me any reason to volunteer any information to you. What do you have for me that will buy my trust? What I have for you is a little bit of history. But you don't need that now, do you? No, yeah, I don't think you found enough of the, uh, you haven't found enough of them yet. Here's what I have to say. 
Keep searching. Keep looking for the clues. And once you have them all, I will come back and get them. And when you have enough, then you'll be ready to know. I mean, it goes without saying that you should keep them safe. But you should also not go on any boat rides anytime soon. Stay off the water. Why, Mr. Clegg, that sounds vaguely like a threat. No. No, you don't know what you have yet, do you? So you're telling me. When you realize what you're on to, you'll know it's not a threat. Well, it sounds like when I realize what we're on to, you'll be showing up at my doorstep. And he backs away into the dark. You could have a final scene with Caliban if you like. I feel like if I have that scene or if we have that scene, I'm just going to make it worse. So let's just say that our first like hangout with Caliban is just like really chill and fun. It's just chill. Yeah. Nothing happens. We don't ruin anything. Do we need to roll for it? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I think it went fine. And the next morning, you heard that uh, Theo was arrested. Ooh, whoa. Ooh. Doesn't feel great. Solved another one, girls. Should we go out for brunch to celebrate? I mean, I think we're going to do that regardless. (laughs) Yes. Um. Right. But like... It's a celebratory brunch is different than a regular old brunch. Yeah, that's true. It's a completely different atmosphere. Bottomless mimosas, of course. Oh, absolutely. Regardless. I mean, we solved a murder, so that's good. But it just, it just, it feels weird because it seems like there's a lot of other stuff going on. So, Brent? So, should I invite Caliban to brunch, or is that too soon? Honestly, that's your choice. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, to. I'm, I'm just a spectator. Honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't think there's such thing as too soon. There've been two deaths in our town, so close together. I think we've learned our time's limited. <laughs> Let's seize the day, ladies. <laughs> seize it. Yep. I love the mystery. I love the way it ended. And the hula hoop. Is it? <laughs> hula hoop. <laughs> hula hoop. Did you meet your session goals? Oh, we solved a mystery. That's one. That's Yay. one. I think I gave it a valiant effort, and I think I did, but as always, that is up to you. Mm-hmm. So I went with the two that I picked where did you believe, did you behave like a woman half your age and did you dote on someone? Um, I thought my yelling out the window about Birdie having a crush on sunglasses and then her doing the like, oh, especially Birdie wants to meet you. Wink, wink was like kind of a youthful. I'm trying to hook my friend up with this guy. Act, so I thought that was kind of a woman half her age. That's what I was going for. So if you agree, then yes. I agree. Okay. And then this was the big friend time love episode. And uh, the did you dote on somebody was both to Renette and Birdie every time. You make good choices. Like you're doing so good. You're so good at crafty and like, I love you. I know that's how like just unconditional, no criticism. I love you. So it was a big love time friend episode. 
Oh my god, I love so. it. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Um, I did. I tried to secretly undermine the authority of uh, the entire um, uh, police department, <laughs> which is effectively just Fern, mm-hmm. because the sheriff is fishing. So that, and then the other one, I don't think I quite got it. I did. I share a memory of a late family member. I did bring up uh, that one of my spouses died, but I seem to do that every episode now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe because we didn't even we didn't get further yeah, details about it, that one might get, not like, have gotten a memory, there. just a just a statement. Yeah, yeah, okay. it did feel like you were touching on it, like you almost got there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So you got the one you got yeah. undermined, and, and I solved a mystery. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my first one was, did you behave like a woman half your age? Um, I I will argue that I think Brady does that pretty much all the time, forever. But in particular, her, um, her penchant for uh, jealousy, including playing uh, very pointed and passive-aggressive songs, um... <laughs> in regards to the whole Caliban thing. Um, and you went in for a somersault. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I can use that one as a, <laughs> did you show someone you've still got it? But no one was looking uh, at you. I was shouting at Just some local turtles just sitting by the water, like, oh, but she's those got turtles it. know. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or maybe showing that I've still got it is um, this is not the first time I have walked out um, from a man at a restaurant. Um, I think that counts. Yeah. Um, possibly through the window. Yeah. I think I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> you still yeah. got it. And it is the ability to. Escape a restaurant it through is a bathroom window. My powerful legs. <laughs> yeah, let's let's say that um, going forward, you have um, the ability to get out of windows maybe easier than other people do. <laughs> yes, Plus I do have that vitality <laughs> point. So I'm saying like it's gonna it's gonna be key to our next mystery mm-hmm. it's gonna be an all oh, windows I, mystery it is all windows no doors no mac the missing door <laughs> i mean i will say that probably sneaking into a lot of concerts it's a good bathroom window is a good place to sneak in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also sneak out during dates yep okay. just all around useful skill <laughs> yeah yeah, I think that works. That's good. Yes. Do y'all not- have ideas for your advancements, or do you have advancements? Does everyone have enough points for advancement? Yeah. I don't. It puts have- me at four. I have one. I have an advancement this time. Nice. Um, I was just going to increase an ability modifier because I swapped last time and I took Fox Mulder instead of my ability modifier, so I was going to add um another point into reason because that's when i do a meddling move i tend to use reason so that would max me out at plus three Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice 
I have a question and I'm, I apologize if we answered this last time, but the gold crown mystery is move. Yeah. It says generally speaking, this move can only be used once per session per group. When we say per session, we mean is that per session or per mystery? I will, I will defer to the three of you. My sense is that if if we we're not really trying to shape this after like a TV show or something, but if we were, I would say once a mystery. But if it's okay. going to take us three sessions and probably five released episodes to get through a mystery, then I can see doing it more often. What do what do you think? I mean, I'm always down for more moves. I I think maybe just like with the. Un- Understanding that it's not like us trying to use it for every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as long for, as like, we're not something trying that's to take advantage of it. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like I'd rather be able to use it more than risk it not being used. Cause if we're going like I don't know, like I'm afraid I'll forget about it, I guess. Or if we like designate a certain amount of like, well, if it takes X long for this mystery, like it counts as two days or something so you can use it once per day or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah play it by ear yeah and then because it says uh you do this thing um you provide the following information and then it says take a 12 plus to a single relevant role or a state of fact about the current situation so can you combine it then can you do a gold crown mysteries move and then do like a a day move or a night move you you have the conversation about the the book i think you then get to do a move without rolling and get a 12 on it is that right yeah so maybe it's like we can use it like twice per mystery because that would be two times over three or four sessions but only once for a roll and the other one for a fact about a current state situation so then it's like there's actual things we're checking off about it that we can use. I just like the idea of yelling out the random title of a thing. And then like, that's why I like it so much. Yeah, <laughs> that is fun. We need, yeah. to, we need to use that more. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what our, our theme for the title is. Was it um, I think a mundane the thing plus a weird thing? of secrets. Yeah. A so random thing you see in yeah. your room where you are recording and then something to make it mysterious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll run like a couple of my thoughts by you for like how I thought about this one. And then you could tell me if you like thought it worked or if you think there should be adjustments. So my, with my thought with this one, it was like, okay, get out of a single location and move around. So we feel like we're exploring the town, meeting characters. Um, And I had some bits, some like, potential cameos from some of the people from the last mystery that didn't really come up because it felt like, well, if you see Jesse and she's starts to talk about the next production of the, the theater, then that might be too much of a diversion in a game where you're looking for all kinds of clues. And, um, like, having pickles there and then 
going to the bookstore and seeing um, Ellen felt it felt like oh I I can't like put Jesse in it as well like I can't keep adding people right like that just felt in the moment it felt too much does that does that feel right to you or because like if it if we added another session let's say that we had a fourth session and a lot of the time was sort of spent checking in with NPCs that weren't actively affecting the plot. That feels like maybe it's not, well, I guess my question is, would you want that or would you, you know, maybe like one or two, but not like four or five. I mean, I guess my assumption is if there's a, we're running into a lot of NPCs, my brain's going to be like, oh, it's because they have a clue or they did something. So, like, I think if it's one or two that we would run into because, like, Jesse's at the coffee shop working on a play or something and we have some casual conversation and or if they have seen something that is relevant, but don't have anything further, like I feel like that's fine and like organic, but if there's like a whole bunch of them, I would be like, are you a suspect? Are you a suspect? They're so, you know, I don't know. I think because of the structure of the game, we can get a clue from anything. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, whether they're a suspect is up to how, how the clue is framed and our random interpretations. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We can have some, some recurring characters that, that, you know, they don't need to be, uh, we don't need to immediately assume they're a suspect, I guess, but they can be there. Mm. I've got to love pickles. Yeah. Love pickles. I trust that kid. Yeah, I so I think like a couple of them here and there, and then maybe Jesse shows up and actually has something to do with a future mystery and isn't just a cameo. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that was my. Are there? Have you noticed any of the rules that we haven't really been looking at that you wish we would? Like I, there was one that I remembered this afternoon that says like there's the option of going to a commercial. If something gets very tense, we can say, and then there's a commercial, <laughs> you know, which we haven't really done at all because we're not really giving this the flavor of a TV show, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I don't know if any of you had seen something in there that you're like, no, we haven't really done that. That's too bad. I mean, that could be fun just to like, uh, like during the, the Mr. Clegg scene at the end, like, and he steps out of the shadows and then just one of us who isn't even involved in the scene, yes, just yells, and we go to commercial. Okay. You're back. Go on. Yeah. I mean, that's, it it doesn't need to happen. Uh, it, it, but I mean, and it, I don't know. It's it's. I I'm just imagining that now, and it's funny. So we can try with the next one. We'll like. It feels right. These crazy, crazy grannies. Yep. They don't feel like grannies, but they are. But they don't. I thought I was gonna feel a lot older playing them, but I think it's good that they don't feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, like the thing I've been thinking about too is like, how old is 69? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like elderly. It's like definitely like, oh, we're older, like book club ladies. But I think that our shenanigans totally track. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we keep each other young. (laughs) My grandfather died at 90 and my grandmother died at 95. And they, um, they were spry right up until they weren't. (laughs) So, you know, it was like, yeah, it's still like hiking up mountains and stuff in like at oh 89 and gosh. stuff. So, yeah. That's incredible. I can't even do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the thrilling conclusion of the Harbor of Murder. Join us right back here in two weeks for the beginning of the next Roll to Metal Mystery The Freezer Section of Murder. <laughs> <laughs>